Ever wonder, is there a better way to live this life? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with evangelists Han and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Later in the show, you'll hear from Nancy Hinkle, who lived a life of hopelessness, got into drugs at a young age, and often felt like that was the only life for her until someone showed her a better way. I think we can get into these cycles. I know I did for me growing up. It just felt like Groundhog Day. Every day was the same. It was boring. It was hard. I felt like fatigued and tired. And there were Mm -hmm. times in my life where I thought, gosh, isn't there something better out there? Is there a better way of life? Or is this always the way I'm going to feel? Yeah. Wow. And I think a lot of us can get to that time in our lives where we feel like that kind of mundaneness about life. And by the way we're doing life, I think sometimes we can think, well, I'm doing life the best I know how, but is there a better way? Mm -hmm. And when we get to the point where we get to the end of our rope, we start looking for better ways to live our life. Yeah. And there is a better way. You know, the Bible talks about a better lifestyle. Being a Christian, believe it or not, is an amazing way to live life. Mm -hmm. The Bible is a manual to show you what God has created you for and created you for something better than what you had initially planned. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we can get stuck in this mundane cycle because we're trying to do things the way everyone else is doing it. We're trying to enjoy going out and partying every Friday through Sunday night and then go to work and then, you know, go drinking, do all these things. Mm. But really, is that all that life is meant to be? Well, it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. When you start spending time with the Lord and you start discovering the good and acceptable, perfect will of God, you just know you're in harmony with God Himself. And it's amazing. It is so true. So when you seek the Lord, He will take you out of that mundane life and show you the new path. Stay tuned. Let's hear from Nancy after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. Joining us is Nancy Hinkle, and she's going to share with us how she got addicted to drugs at 11 years old. And gosh, that's just so hard to believe, but she's going to share with us that it was later on in life that she had an encounter that changed everything. Let's welcome to the show, Nancy. Thanks for being with us. Hi, thank you guys for having me. Yes, so I understand you were pretty much on your own at nine years old. Tell me about that. Well, my parents divorced Kathleen when I was nine. And my mom, of course, went to work full time. My dad moved away. So I was pretty much on my own, you know, came home from school by myself. I was all alone. And as most people know, even though your house is full of chaos and fighting and hatred, gosh, it was awfully quiet for me. You know, you're used to that. You're used to whatever your life is or however your family is. And when my parents divorced and I found myself on my own, all of a sudden I started to look for family someplace. I started to look for security someplace. I started Mm -hmm. to look for acceptance someplace. Right. And I know for you, you were a product of an affair and you felt such rejection from your mom. Tell me about that. 
Well, my mother told me most of my life that she didn't want me. I was always a difficult child. I was never good enough. My dad, who I'm sure carried guilt because he left his first wife and married my mother, I was never good enough, never smart enough, never pretty, you know, never be enough. So mm-hmm. that rejection of your parents, that you are never enough as a child, you just try to find somebody that's going to say, you're okay. You're okay. We love you. You're fine. And I found that, you know, out on the streets. I found that with drugs. I found the drug made me feel okay. Mm. My drug friends made me feel okay. The people out on the streets made me feel okay. Whereas at home, I didn't feel okay. Well, you were only 11 years old and you started doing speed. Is that right? I started heroin at 11 years old. And yes, it was given to me by an older person. And about the same year, then I found the drug speed and did not know I was addicted to heroin until I tried speed. Thought I had a bad case of the flu one weekend, but come to find out, you know, down the road a little ways that what I really was was addicted to heroin. I didn't even know it. Uh And I shot heroin before I even smoked marijuana. And it was part of the culture. You know, I lived in Southern California at that time. And it was, you know, during the hippie movement and influx of drugs and hippies and, you know, free lifestyle and all of that, the love-ins and all that was taking place. You know, I just got swept up in that whole movement and just finding a family that would love me and care for me. And the door was open there. Mm, Gosh. And it went from bad to worse because you continued in drugs and you were getting involved with biker gangs and all kinds of things. And you just felt that aloneness and rejection as you continued through it to the point where you found yourself staying in someone's basement and all you had was a mattress and you were doing drugs. Tell me about that time in your life, what you felt and what you're going through. There's a tremendous amount of loneliness when you're a drug addict and everybody's rejected you. Nobody wants to talk to you. Nobody wants to deal with you. They've tried everything. You know, they've given you money and just tried for years and years and years. Everybody had given up on me. Mm. I was hopeless. I mean, I'd been in and out of jail. I still had warrants for my arrest. I was numb from the drug. That was my protection. And by the time you get like that, it's everybody else's fault. It's nothing that I'm doing. But the days when you're just sitting alone and you're in a basement, you're just getting ready to shoot drugs, the loneliness that closes in on you, that nobody wants you, nobody cares about you. So sometimes you think, well, maybe I'm just better off dead, or maybe I'm just better off if I'm not around anybody Mm. because nobody cares about me. And at that particular moment... A friend that I used to deal drugs with, actually was one of the biggest drug dealers in the town I was in, he had gotten saved. Well, I didn't know that language. You know, to me, I was not raised as a Christian. So I'm thinking somebody got saved. Well, they must have been out in the lake or out in the ocean or something. (laughs) Yeah, and somebody saved him, you know. But he spoke a language that I understood because he came to where I was. Mm. My friend came down and sat down in front of me, and he looked at me with tears in his eyes. He said, Nancy... You don't have to live this way anymore. You don't have to be a drug addict. You don't have to live in a basement on a mattress. You don't have to do this anymore. But I didn't know any other way there was. I looked at him and said, what other choices do I have? And he said, let me tell you how my life has changed. And he sat there on the floor of a cold basement and told me how Jesus Christ had changed his life. Mm. And I didn't know who Jesus was. I mean, he was talking a foreign language to me, but he was talking my language because he was speaking to my heart. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the last time I had seen him, we had talked him out of murdering his wife. 
The last time I'd seen him, his kids were taken away because of their drugs. The last time I saw them, their house was in chaos. And here he invited me to their house, invited me to have dinner with them. And I went to their house and, man, the foil was off the windows and, you know, the couches were out of the front doors and they were smiling and there was food on the table and the kids were back. And I'm thinking, there is really something different going on in this household. (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. I started to see that there was hope, that there was something maybe that I hadn't tried that could change my life. And they invited me to go to church one Sunday and the preacher was preaching on second Corinthians five seventeen, which says if any man or woman, not just handpicked by God, not just people that are cleaned up and wonderful. No, it says if any man or woman, anyone, that means anyone that's lost. It means if you're a homosexual, that means if you're a drug addict, if you're an alcoholic, if you're into pornography or you're a thief, a liar, anybody, If any man or woman is in Christ, old things passed away, all things can become new. And I just knew that I needed the old woman gone and I needed anything that was new. Mm. And when he said, you know, if there's anybody here that wants to come down today and accept Jesus Christ as their Savior, I didn't get that language either. But by the Spirit, you guys, I knew I needed to try this. So I went down and sat at the altar like a hippie. And I said, Jesus, if you're for real and you can change my life like these people say you can, I need you to change my life. And you guys, that was 46 years ago. And he changed my life. And he's still changing my life after 46 (laughs) years. Wow. And that's the way Jesus does in our lives. He comes right where we are. Mm. He comes in our loneliness. He comes in our rejection. He comes in our hurt. He comes with mercy, and sometimes that mercy is a little hard cold, but Jesus, he is who the preacher said he was, and he is then, and he has been, and he has been in my life. That is so powerful, and I know there are people listening who needed to hear this, that there is hope, because you were a drug addict from a little girl. You weren't raised in a Christian home. You didn't even know about God, and if Jesus can set you free, then he can set other people free. And I'm just so happy to hear about that, Nancy. And we're going to pray for those right now who need that hope that you have. Thank you so much for sharing your beautiful testimony with us. Thank you. I sense that there is someone who is listening and you feel that same way that Nancy felt. You feel like you need something new. The way that you're living, you're saying, gosh, you know, I can't live this way anymore. And the good news is you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to live that way anymore. Whatever it is, any addictions, whatever it is in your life that's holding you down, something can happen. Something can change in a moment, in a flash of a prayer. Something can change in your life. Jesus, we just come to you right now. I'm coming to you with that person who's listening and saying, I need a change. I need you, Lord. Yes, Lord. So Lord, in that moment where the hearts are crying out to you, Jesus, come into our lives. We receive you right now. We believe in you. And we ask for that power, Lord God, for the old to pass away. And behold, Lord God, let the new come. Yes. We want to do a new thing with you. Yes, God. So my friend who's listening, let the old pass. Mm-hmm. The new is coming into your life right now. Jesus is coming even right now. Yes. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God loves you so much, and he's not going to leave you where you're at. When you call out to him, he's right there to hold your hand. 
And if you need prayer, we want to hear from you. Give us a call. Our number is 877-480-4477. Again, 877-480-4477. God bless you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life.